This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for A Toast to You with the Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Welcome to A Toast to You, a program from Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Toastmasters is a program where we experience public speaking in a friendly learning environment, where we practice and learn communication and leadership skills. Welcome to another episode of A Toast to You, brought to you by your not-so-new hosts, me, Jamie, and Pip, members of the Sprayden Toastmasters Club. The Sprayden Toastmasters Club meets at the Barrington Bowling Club at 290 Barrington Street on the first and third Thursday of every month. A huge thanks to Plains FM for letting us shoot the breeze and giving us this exciting opportunity to promote the wonderful world of Toastmasters. So before we get into things today, welcome to my awesome co-host Pip. Hey Pip, how are you? How's things? Oh, I'm good, thanks Jamie. Um, I do have to confess though that I am post-night shift and have a bit of brain, uh, sorry, brain fog, so please forgive me if I say anything out of turn. You don't look tired, you're right. <laughs> yeah, face for radio. <laughs> what have you been up to? Ah, um, just just the usual, just working, um, and uh, a toast to you was recorded, and just to put a timeline on it, today is the day where cases of COVID have been announced in Christchurch. Yeah. And and I just wanted to take the opportunity to quote one of my favourite sayings to the people of Canterbury. Here we go. In a world where you can be anything that you choose, choose to be kind. I know it's a bit cheesy, but it's an unsettling time and we never know what someone's going through. So please be kind to whomever you meet out there. Nice, nice. That's really great. So we've got another awesome show lined up today and we're actually really grateful to the folks here at Plains FM for letting us use a larger studio. It just means that we can have uh, a special guest with us in the studio, which we'll talk about soon um, because we're able to social distance. So um, that's really exciting. We'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a second. But first, it's time for Word of the Day. Word of the Day. So the Word of the Day today is risk. Seemingly inappropriate word in many ways. Nice. While the word risk goes back a long way, in the 1660s it came from the French word risque and meant pretty much what it does mean today. Hazard, danger, peril, exposure to mischance or harm. Risk can be used as a noun, so in a sentence that looks like flouting the law was too much of a risk, or as a verb, he risked his life to save his dog. The goal today is for us to use this when we're speaking and the person who says it the most often wins the kudos of being able to adapt their speaking and and what this does is it simulates what occurs at a Toastmasters meeting with the word of the night. Uh, Today we'll use the bell to signify that it has been said, which sounds like this. Some new technology. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, I will be recording these and uh, the person that says it the most often will walk away with the word of the day title. Nice. Uh, Our guest today is none other than the Russell Hazelwood. Uh, Russell is the area director of the D4 District 72, which is a mouthful, and uh, he's taken on the role at the start of this Toastmasters year. Welcome along, Russell. Hey, thanks, Pip. It's really lovely to be here. 
I'm a bit excited, but I'm a little bit nervous too, so bear with me. That's absolutely fair enough. It's your chance to shine and give us some insight into what the area director role entails and the challenges that you're faced with. But first, tell us a bit about your personal journey to Toastmasters. So what's brought you here and how long have you been a member for? Well, Pip, you could say I evaluated the risk versus reward. <laughs> I like that sound. Well done, on the, on the board early. <laughs> yeah, hey, I joined um, Pukikura Toastmasters in the lovely Taranaki way back in 2008, and it was part of my personal and professional development. I, like many others, had a new role where I had to work with some troops and make sure that I could communicate. Now, at the time in Fonterra, I had witnessed the good, the bad and the ugly. I had been present with communicators that were awesome and engaged with the staff and I found them to be highly successful. And I thought I wanted to be like that. So as part of my personal professional development, I approached my then boss and said, hey, I'm gonna sign up to Toastmasters. So I was quite clever. So I got my fees paid and I got to be a Toastmaster. Hey. Along the way, I found that I'd achieved the goals that I'd set out, but I, at that stage I'd become a Toastmaster for life, so I was really hooked. However, uh, work-life balance, as it were, I had to travel, and I got very busy, so I had to give it away for, for some years, and as luck would have it, I moved into Christchurch in 2020, so I joined Christchurch Toastmasters just after lockdown, the first lockdown, So, um, and they're a great friendly club, very much similar to all the other clubs, wonderful clubs in Christchurch that I've visited and uh, I'm really happy and as a result I wanted to push the boundaries and stretch myself so although I'd been a member of a Toastmasters club and a president and all of the roles I'd never got Im involved in further an area and so forth so that's really my goal for for 2021 was to to stretch myself so and here I am sitting in a radio studio yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nice little addition, isn't it, to to what we do in Toastmasters. So a great sort of intro into how you ended up being here today. But really keen to understand what the role entails that you do, you do now. Sort of how does it sort of fit into the into the makeup and the structure of, of Toastmasters in general? Because it's probably a um, a, a term that you know, people aren't so familiar with. Okay then. Uh, at the risk of boring you with statistics, I'll give you an, ov an overview of Toastmasters International. So currently there's approximately 357,000 members worldwide. Wow. wow. That's like the entire population of Christchurch <laughs> spread around the world doing Toastmasters. Um, they hail from approximately 16,600 clubs. Toastmasters is in 143 countries. And Toastmasters, as you would expect, has been around a very long time, since the 30s. So Toastmasters relies heavily on structure, best practice and continuous improvement. It develops great leaders and great communicators. So in New Zealand, we're part of Oceania Region 12. This also includes Australia and Malaysia. In New Zealand, we have two districts. Up until 2018, there was only one. It was District 72. However, you can only have so many members in a district, and they included District 112. District 112 is north of Wellington and Wairapa, and encapsulates pretty much the whole of the North Island. District 72, which we are 
part of is comprised by Wellington, Wairapa, Tasman, West Coast, Otago, Southland and Canterbury. I'm personally a director, area director of D4. So in D4, I have five clubs and they all hail from Christchurch. We also, in the Division D, have clubs in Lincoln, Timaru and Ashburton. We work quite closely with Division E. The clubs from Division E come from Kaiapoi, Rangiora, Nelson, Greymouth, Westport. So Toastmasters relies heavily on structure, as I said, and best practice. It's a bit like going to a McDonald's. When you go to a McDonald's, you know what you're going to get. So Toastmasters being affiliated to Toastmasters International means that you, for all intents and purposes, could visit any club in the world and your experience would be quite consistent. There'd be a formal agenda with formal speeches. A Toastmaster would manage the meeting. All the speeches would be evaluated. The club would be endeavouring to meet its goals and that is to make sure that the members got a consistent experience where they were able to achieve their education goals, learn to run meetings. The club itself for sustainability would increase um, membership. So Toastmasters International have set up a DCP club program, so that's a distinguished club program. And these are individual goals where clubs have certain targets, we should say, where they try to achieve those goals. So if they achieve those goals, by rights, the club is going to be an effective, efficient club and people are going to have a great time. So in an effort to make that link with the, the, the clubs from area, when I visit a club and fill out a formal report, I am looking at some of those areas, how, how their membership's going, how their new membership experience is going, is there lots of information, is there lots of support, you know, all the practical things that that you would want for somebody who is brand new to Toastmasters. And I'm really, really glad to say that the clubs in my area are all fantastic and they do a really, really great job. So a big part of Toastmasters, as you guys are aware, is evaluating. So if you can't give some feedback, some constructive feedback, you feel like you're kind of letting your club down. So it's a real struggle for me in lots of cases trying to find improvements. But because I do visit all the clubs in the area and make networks and I guess identify or see firsthand what best practice looks like as far as attracting new members or just the way that the meeting runs, I can really, I guess, take those and put them in my toolbox. So when I visit a club and I see that they have an issue uh, in a certain area, that's maybe a tool that I can pull out and say, hey, have you thought about trying this? I noticed that this club does that. Uh, so that's one really great aspect of, of meeting all the different people and there's a lot of experience obviously too that you meet so you I found every club that I visited I've learned really valuable things so you really got to go along with an open mind and of course Braden Toastmasters was no exception I really enjoyed the night <laughs> professional club two point, really really two, well two, run dings on, two dings on the bell surely <laughs> yeah. for that that's worth a couple of points <laughs> at, and, the, at uh, the risk of sounding biased Braden was the best club right <laughs> I can't say I can't say that because Christchurch may be listening. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they are. <laughs> and I guess the other part of the the 
area director's role. And area director, as I say, sounds like a flash role. And what clubs? I'm responsible to the clubs. They're not responsible to me, if you know what I mean. So they're my clubs, but I'm here as a resource to, to help those guys. So, uh, But one of the one of the other areas that that is area directors, and I should point out that my uh, other area D directors, there's four of us, and we each have five clubs, so there's 20 clubs within our region. We work very closely together, and they're very dedicated to working with their clubs. So we liaise with each other on dates for contests, so in Toastmasters, when we have competitions, which are in Toastmasters contests, we help to organise those. And in particular, clubs will put forward their contest winners, forward to area and we'll have an area contest and in this case we have one happening on the 9th of November at the Cashmere Club at 7pm so looking forward to that so can anyone come along to that just for for listeners we'd welcome anybody yeah great and it's a real privilege because there's some great speakers the two items on the agenda will be the table topics and table topics of course is the art of impromptu speaking it's always impressive to watch, isn't it? Especially good exponents of it are really, really great. So everybody gets that same question to speak on. And then the humorous speech contest, which is generally my favourite. Good for and a laugh. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's, again, a real privilege. So, and it's good to see the pinnacle of our people it sounds like a goals. It sounds like a really great opportunity for people listening, thinking about Toastmasters to sort of come along and quietly sneak into the back row right and have a bit of an entertaining night in a in a safe way because humorous uh, speeches and also table topics that's a that's a heck of a night yeah yeah just whereabouts was that again so that's at the cashmere club and it is at 7 p.m on november the 9th great and not this tuesday but the following tuesday coming so i know that this is delayed but i guess not tomorrow but in a week's time, yes? Yeah, yeah, still yes. gives yeah. people plenty of notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, as I say, that is that is one of the aspects of the role that's great and you see that the more that people put themselves out there, the more they develop. The ones that sit back probably aren't going to stretch and grow as much. So I'd really encourage anybody to, to move out of their comfort zone. As I said, I was a member for for a number of years and I really didn't stretch myself and um, so this year's quite different for me so I'm you know super duper enjoying it so it's oh it's great to hear and I get to come along to (laughs) which is really really great do you think that um the skills that you've learned from the area director role you've you've gained you can take into something else heck yes I don't want to be too risque. <laughs> oh, you're good at this game. <laughs> ding, ding the bell. <laughs> but if you've ever been involved in a club that's a not-for-profit organisation or a non-government um, organisation, a charity, it can be difficult building work, effective working relationships with people who don't have the same views as yourself. Mm, very, very true. Very, especially in this environment. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, so like Toastmasters is all about speaking and Toastmasters generally it's, it's hard to get them to sit down and shut up because they want to want to talk but half of the meeting is as you guys know is about a formal evaluation so mm. you learn those skills about listening and understanding and I find that really hugely valuable 
out in the real world. And I guess if you even if you look at a practical aspect of, of being in a job interview, when you get asked the questions about tell us a time, mm. it really is impromptu speaking, isn't it? So when you have those skills as a Toastmaster... Except I in a job interview, you probably shouldn't make, make it up if you don't know. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. <laughs> well, you could do that. But, um, but even, even the process of, of taking a deep breath, repeating the question, thinking about the context that the question was asked and framing it in your mind and giving a reply, even if you're not an expert on that subject, probably the way that you train as a Toastmaster will mean that you'll give a reply yeah. that, is, that is more considered than what you would if you just did it completely off the cuff. Yeah, definitely good skills, aren't they? Yeah, t- totally. So, Russell, going back to uh, your 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 role, do you work directly with the presidents of, of of different clubs on what some of those opportunities are? Have you got any um, you know sort of non specific examples of of what the sort of the, you know the, the the things are, or or maybe to sharpen up the question, you know, what does a typical month look like for you? A, a typical month is is effectively in a Toastmasters year, as you, as you guys know, we're kind of half year to half year. So in the first half of the year, we are required to achieve our own goals, and that is to have visited all the clubs in our area and conclude a, a formal type of report. For me, it's been more about making those relationships with the presidents and the VP education. And just getting to know the clubs because until you visit a club it's just a name and then when you go along there's real faces and there's real people and you see some of the cl- like my home club is is embarrassed by riches sometimes we had over 30 members which is which is quite a luxury for a lot of clubs mm. you know who are struggling you know around 15 the ideal is about 20 um, you get to to witness that firsthand and really for me I guess for for a number of the clubs, it's about marketing themselves to encourage members to come along because they have extremely professionally well-run fun meetings. So I would challenge anybody that came along that was thinking about being involved in Toastmasters and developing public speaking skills to go along to a meeting and I'm sure that they'd enjoy it and become a member. So I guess it's just getting people in the door. But also, from the clubs that I've visited, would like to encourage all the club members to be proud of who they are. The club that they're a member of, in this case, Sprayed and Toastmasters, be proud. And don't be shy about it at work, in your workplace. When people say, hey, what are you up to tonight? Oh, I'm off to my Toastmasters meeting tonight. Generally, people are interested in what you've got to say. And if you're positive about it, they might likely say, hey, can I come along? Or potentially will tell somebody else that, hey, I work with Pip and she's, she's, she's an awesome lady and she goes to Spray and Toastmasters and um, I can make an arrangement for you to go along with her. So I think uh, there's an opportunity for a lot of clubs to, I guess, gain a competitive advantage by being not so big. There's lots of speaking opportunities. Mm. So any, any meeting that I've been to where I haven't spoken and there's, there's not many, quite flat and for me a little bit boring if you speak or you're involved in the meeting you've got a formal role that's much more enjoyable so at at a club if you can hold up your hand and get involved in and the meetings are so much more enjoyable so yeah 
It's interesting that you you speak about word of mouth because we see that firsthand and we're always trying to get members at our club too, of course. And we do all sorts of things to try and get membership, fancy things, uh, some, sometimes not so fancy, mailbox drops and the like. And then someone walks through the door and they tell us that they spoke to somebody who spoke to somebody and they mentioned Toastmasters. So, you know, it's that word of mouth. It's just so, so powerful. So I completely agree with you there. Hmm. I, I do have um, a little bit of trouble telling people at work because I'm absolutely terrified they're going to turn up at the meeting. I've got to speak in front of someone I know. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's almost like the next phase. We've talked about this on the show before where, you know, you can speak publicly to a group of people relatively unknown to you like at Toastmasters and then you've got to do like a wedding or a, a speech. It's, it's something a bit more formal, but it's in front of all these people that you know and you've grown up with and are related to you and it gets that much tougher right so it's almost, almost to me feels like it's the next it's that next phase it's that iteration of yeah. uh, or, or like going to another club where the people are less familiar yeah it's about growing growing yourself isn't it yeah yeah, yeah and look funny enough i have a family where my two sisters are professional they both have degrees they're both uh, in fairly responsible roles and at my father's funeral we had to all we all wanted to speak and because i was a toastmaster i was just natural and they didn't know what to do so I shared with them um, an effective tool in writing a speech and they both jumped on it so don't underestimate the value that you have of being a, a toastmaster when it comes to that and so it could be we have a, a doctor and a, um, a GP and an anaesthetist this is a really hard word to say. This <laughs> it's even and harder when you're on the radio. <laughs> and within our club, so highly professional people. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. You put your pants on one leg at a time and you may not be a natural at public speaking and you can learn something. So, um, yes, so never be shy of the fact that uh, you're a Toastmaster and you have pretty much a huge advantage on everybody who's sitting at home on the couch wishing that they could do it and watching TV and you're there being involved. I, and I guess that the kind of the absolute last thing that, that I really inspires me is I find it a huge privilege at a meeting when people share a story. Mm. I've had tears rolling down my cheeks because I've laughed so hard. Yeah. And I've actually had tears rolling down my cheeks because people have told me that. told a harrowing story so it's always those personal stories you know not the flashy kind of clever words but really the, the stories that come from the heart they're the ones that, that really get to me and I think that's the reason I became a Toastmaster for life so yeah it's definitely one of the reasons I love going is because I learn something every time I go and and just kind of getting to know people that stand up and, and give their heart and soul on, on, yeah, on the stage I guess I've got one more question uh, directly relating to Toastmasters, and then I think we've got a couple of sort of non-Toastmaster questions for you, just to kind of just keep you on your on your toes. I love asking this this question. Can you tell me about your first day at Toastmasters, uh, if you remember, and sort of specifically, you know, hate what you were feeling, what you felt when you were there, what you felt afterwards? Try and take us through that and explain it. Yeah, it was it was really daunting, very very daunting. And I didn't know these people from a bar of soap. I looked online, looked up a Toastmasters club, effectively worked out a, because um, I guess not everybody knows, but not all clubs meet at 7.30 on a Tuesday or Wednesday or a Thursday night. Some meet early in the morning. So I needed a club that, that met in the evenings to allow me time to get into 
New Plymouth into the beautiful Pukekura Park where the cricket pavilion is. It's a, a picturesque spot. But anyway, I mounted the, the stairs and, and arrived in this room and people were smiling and, and friendly and supportive, but I was really, really nervous. And the person that I'd spoken to come to shake my hand and, and kind of give me the, the lay of the land and welcome me to sit down. And I filled out a name badge in the, in the visitor's book. And believe it or not, I was uh, table topic the first night. <laughs> and that was the longest minute of my life. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought that my mouth was going to completely dry up. I managed to get through it. But um, I guess, again, if you can put yourself out there, stretch and grow, there are opportunities that, that come from it that is a result that makes everything easier. So if you do something that's really, really tough, there are going to be opportunities where it's going to be much, much easier. So yeah, I, I but I'll never forget that that night. And uh, but it didn't scare me off, and I went back the fortnight later. And and uh, as I said, was a member there for over five years. So there's really no risk of me um, giving up. <laughs> he really is good at this game. I missed that one. You definitely got it. You nailed it. <laughs> um. So and off the. Uh, Toastmasters question for you: If you were to have a superpower, what would it? Uh, what would you want it to be, and why? Okay, this this may sound a little bit soppy, and I don't want to play God, but I would love the power to remove people's illnesses like cancer. I think everybody deserves the the right to die happy of old age. So, I unfortunately have uh, lost a brother who was very dear to me, and. Uh, even a, a younger brother, and they would be so so nice to have them around and have a conversation mm. with them. I miss them so much, and uh, that would be something that'd be really really special. Not fun, but 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 really special. And uh, that would be an awesome superpower. Yeah, maybe I'd bring back Fe- Freddie Mercury because I uh, <laughs> always wish that I got to see Queen, and uh, alas, that's. Never going to happen. So, yeah. well, well said, Russell. <laughs> All right. So, one from me. If you were stuck on a deserted island, what celebrity other than Freddie Mercury would you take with you? <laughs> other than Freddie Mercury, I don't know. See, the folks folks can't see my physique, but it's 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 kind of quite roundish. And I guess it'd be somebody like Gordon Ramsay. He'd keep you <laughs> occupied with with his rhetoric and um, an amazing chef. Yeah, you'd and be if, well yeah, fed. He bought a sommelier with him, you know, wine and <laughs> dining and kind of practice the art of public speaking on a, on a deserted island might be quite nice. So That's really clever. We've, we've actually had a similar question asked in a tabletop session. I think it might have been with Rob Pip and he chose Nadia Lim for very similar <laughs> similar reasons. He said that during lockdown he got to know Nadia Lim quite well through, <laughs> through um, her meal, meal service. Great. How did we go with word of the day today? Did we take some risks? Uh, <laughs> oh, I had to sneak one in there. Yeah, you did have to sneak one in there because you hadn't said it at all. Um, Russell definitely took it away with five today, and you and me both only got one, so we're not as good at that game. Um, so the word of the day title goes to Russell, and so you now have the skiting rights for the whole month. Woohoo! Well done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> You're too kind. Awesome. A uh, good, good word of the day. Um, I would. I think it's easy to put into sentences, but I only managed it only managed it once. 
So it brings us to the end of the show. Russell, just wanted to say on behalf of Pip and I, a huge thanks for, for coming in and uh, you know getting through getting through traffic and, and all that sort of stuff and sort of taking the plunge and joining us on the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a real blast and um, thank you very much for having me and it's it's really a great opportunity and a privilege to, to meet with you guys and talk about our passion of Toastmasters. It's, it's an awesome opportunity. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, our, thank you. Our, our pleasure. So remember everyone, spread in Toastmasters, look us up on Facebook, Instagram or search for us online and come along to a meeting. You won't regret it. Until next time, stay safe and see you next month.